I'm Tyler Camelfleet Dennering. I'm Connery Mid Battle Burger Break Hanson. <laughs> and I am Alfonso the Fourth Black TriStar Hall. <laughs> Which are those the little things that uh, Lala has? No, her? they are the like gang of like goons in the black mo- black and purple mobile suits. There's three of them. And they think they're the coolest guys ever. And then they just get absolutely jobbed on every time they're there. The oh, suit, suits do look really cool, though. They yeah. do. They look really cool. Yeah. Because there was something else that she had. She was shooting out of her ship that was like the little triangle the thing. The funnels? Yeah. Oh. That, I don't know. There's there just so many things that this, this introduces. But she's I'm so blasting glad. psychic lightning. Yeah, I'm so glad Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> when... <laughs> When Tyler asked me, hey, do you want to do like a Gundam episode? I, 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 my response was, if you thought that I was obnoxious with Godzilla. <laughs> can, Boy, the Gundams, can the Gundams beat Godzilla? That's the question. Ooh. Ooh um, can Amuro defeat Gundam? Mm. I mean, yeah, I, I would say it largely depends who's piloting it. Um, Amuro probably could defeat Godzilla. Oh wow! Because Amuro is a new type, and that's just busted. Yeah. Hmm. Can uh can Char defeat Godzilla in a fencing duel? <laughs> <laughs> I I adore how the the ending of the saga for for yeah. like this part of it was just you know screw the mobile suits. Screw yeah, we're gonna fence. We're I'm gonna set booby traps. We're gonna fence. You're going to tape your mask shut from a museum. (laughs) It's really good. Uh, This is the Franchise Podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. And today we're covering Mobile Suit Gundam 3 Encounters in Space. Oh, wait, sorry. I need to say that one more time. Mobile Suit Gundam 3 Encounters in Space. (laughs) I think this is my favorite. Well, actually, Soldiers of Sorrow is a really good subtitle. Also, this is a great one. (laughs) Gundam but, always has really good subtitles. Like there's there's a OVA later on called Stardust Memory. That is a great really name. Good. Yeah, Stardust Memory. That's good. That was cool. I think it's also the name of a Woody Allen film, weirdly <laughs> enough. Yeah. <laughs> is he in the movie as like an ant? You know, he. I, I think he plays uh, Amuro in the English dub. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm just a child soldier. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I just kill. Uh, I count my kills now. Kevin Spacey as Char. <laughs> oh god he just cast every problematic person Gibson is that i'm all about the kevin spacey now <laughs> louis voices frabo Ooh, uh Mel Gibson you know what? i'll, I'll, hold, this for, I'll hold this for a moment <laughs> sorry what what all no, i was gonna say something i realize it's more appropriate for later <laughs> okay we're, we're joined here today by alfonso hall back from our godzilla episode uh from when we did the uh oh my god what is that even called the monsterverse that's what it's called yeah, i almost said uh monarch which is the the company in it i and think it's monarch also the call of duty crossover event is called like the Mo- monarch event or something yeah operation yeah. monarch is what it's yeah. called whenever i hear the word monarch i just think of monarch from uh venture bros <laughs> right jesus i need to watch those again they're funny um yes alfonso hasn't been on in a year and uh and i feel bad about that i'm sorry i i had to go back and actually look out of curiosity it yeah. was like episode 56 that i was on oh it might just be a year on the nose then yeah it was just about a year i yeah. i um 
it's not a hundred episodes, but no. Well, like I said before the record, uh, I'm working on being a better friend, and I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, it's fine. But hey, I, I downloaded a uh, Final Fantasy 14 to to play, and I got to get on it so that uh, I could eventually play with you, even though your league's ahead. And then I'll be like, hey, I have a I have a a pole arm. So Alfonso can just drop really good loot for you, right? Ooh, uh, that's unfortunately not how that works. I can uh, make stuff for him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, if you chose Lancer, uh, you put, chose the same uh, class as me. So, oh, let me know if you have questions. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I guess this segues into our usual segment of what's new. <laughs> uh, when should we cover anything new we've been watching, playing, listening to? Yada yada yada, yabba dabba do. Um. <laughs> And I guess that's not even really my what's new, but yes, uh, Alfonso, you play a lot of Final Fantasy XIV and you stream it. And uh, yeah, you should plug the days and such if, you, if you'd like at the end of the episode. Um, um, I won't not. because I my all this full out. real name is in this podcast and I, I do not want uh, that routing back to my streaming. <laughs> Gotcha. So I've already done you a disservice by doxing you and your interests. So I'm sorry. (laughs) You can just delete all of this. Everything. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's what's new with me. I started playing Final Fantasy 14 for like one minute. uh, And it's pretty (laughs) fun so far. Connery, what's new with you? Well, uh, I had a hard time figuring out again what's new for today. But just this afternoon, I rewatched Auntie Donna's House of Fun on Netflix which yeah. is a sketch comedy show. And I forgot how funny it was. And I really enjoyed myself watching that again. Everything's a drum. Everything's, Everything's a drum. A drum. <laughs> Everything's oh, a drum. you know what? I tried to watch that. And I think it was like the first episode. I just mm-hmm. really didn't like. I don't know what about it. It felt like a really deranged fever dream to me. And sometimes I'm really, really about that. <laughs> Maybe I just wasn't in the right headspace. I will give it another try if you yeah, guys cause... liked it there's some really good bits to it like i really love like the trendy barbershop and like they're all prepping to go on their date i think that one's really funny that sketch is it's just, they're just like being deranged it's like drinking like the blue water it's like it's poison <laughs> <laughs> the one when they turn their house into a bar the whole nighttime sketch i like a lot oh. like, there's a bit where one of the guys like they they end up killing somebody and then <laughs> And then one of the guys like wakes up like a nightmare. And then one of the other guys comes like, why'd you just go to sleep? Like we have to get rid of the bike. <laughs> He's trying to go back to sleep. And eventually he makes like, stop doing that. He like, tries to like, grab for sleep. He's like, I just want to sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, it's basically, it's basically kind of like, I think you should leave except yeah. when uh, Tim Robinson is like the most amped up. It's they're like that all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I called it like deranged Peewee's Playhouse because I think that's very yeah. much their style. Even but, more yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. And like then Acid I, Trip Peewee's Playhouse sort of thing. Ex- exactly, yes. Acid Trip Peewee's Playhouse. And then uh, Paul F. Tompkins and uh, Ego Nuoden are in the end. And I love them. So they're great too. Even though Paul doesn't really do much, which is unfortunate. Misuse yeah. of his talents. Oh yeah, but, Ed Helms shows up. <laughs> Egg Helms. I think he produced it um yeah some other people weird al i don't remember that episode but apparently he's in it too for a second yeah he's like briefly there he waves at the camera <laughs> <laughs> we got it we got enough for him to uh to show up and wave and that's it exactly it's, it's funny though i like it and then i watched uh two episodes of the show called the characters which uh i watched the tim robinson one ironically enough because i think that one's oh, hysterical yeah. where uh especially like the opening sketch where he does like his lady luck song which just kills me every time. Like he just 
goes this whole like fake Frank Sinatra-esque like strut into like the casino. He's got this beautiful girl on his arm, singing this stupid song. Then he rolls the dice, gets snake eyes, goes like, oh no! <laughs> and just like goes down this like horrific spiral of like losing everything and becoming more and more pathetic and disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that part's it's just amazing. His whole thing's amazing. And I also watched Lauren Lapkus's, and she's, of course, a very funny lady, and it was amazing too. So I recommend at least those two episodes, the characters, and all of Auntie Donna's House of Fun. Hey, funny lady, go check out those episodes that we did a year and a half ago or whenever that oh, was. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. So not related to Lauren Lapkus. But uh yes, I need to I need to watch the characters. It's basically like a bunch of uh oh, it's a, it so it is a sketch show, it's not stand-up. Yeah. Yes, it it is it is a giant like sketch show, which okay. I am far more preference to than like a stand up special with everybody. <laughs> yeah, I've I, I've seen that on Netflix and just like never watch it because I didn't know what it was. But what I do know oh. is that Tim Robinson's Wikipedia, like official Wikipedia picture, is just him in the hot dog suit. <laughs> <laughs> We're all That's trying good. to find the guy who did this. <laughs> yeah. All right, that, that's pretty much all that's new with me, just watching silly comedy specials today. Uh, Alfonso, what's new with you? Uh, I mean, it's been a whole year for me, so... <laughs> I, I, Catch I, us up. It's not, it's not fair to, like, uh, be like, what's every single thing you watched or, like, consumed in the last year? Uh, recently, the last week, yeah. Yeah, recently I've... Uh, I, I've been reading a lot of manga a lot lately. Uh, I, I used to read a bunch and then I kind of stopped just because I'm, I'm lazy and never got around to it. So I've been doing that again. Been reading a lot of really great stuff. I also uh, watched the show Smiling Friends. Oh, dude, that show is awesome. That show is amazing. I love mm-hmm. it so much. Speaking of like one second cameos, Steve Buscemi and that is the best. <laughs> yes. For a second, I thought it was an anime because you said manga. And I was like, is Steve Buscemi in an anime? Because that'd be amazing. No, that would be really great. That'd that would be awesome. a great like final role for him. Was like, yeah, he was just like in My Hero Academia, you know. It was really great. <laughs> he strutted in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It was really cool. <laughs> I, I love Smile Eating Friends. It is the most like... It, it's made by dudes from like old school Newgrounds who like got into the animation industry like the Oni Plays dudes, they, they have their own show now and they just got all of their friends to be on the show. And at one point, Steve Buscemi has like one line in it and it's very clear, like they, they hired him for like cameo or something, like the literal service cameo. <laughs> um, that show's awesome. Have you seen that show yet, Tyler? No. Um, oh, you should, you, it's totally your thing, dude. You'll love it. Okay. It's on... It's on Adult Swim. Where else? Where can I watch it? Uh, it's on HBO Max, I believe. Oh, okay, cool. It is, yeah. Um, I'm just seeing like the the cast list, and Zach Cadel is like the one of the main guys. That's how you say. Yeah, that? he he's one of the only place dudes. Yeah. Okay, and uh, his voice. He's like as Charlie Dompler, Boss Baby, yes. Mr. Peanut, Ronald Reagan, and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Mr. Hey. Peanut being right next to Ronald Reagan. <laughs> they they did not have a very large budget. You can tell by how many uh, characters each each person plays. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody portrays Jimmy Fallon. Now I definitely have to watch this show. Yeah. Oh, dude, you'll love it. You're you're okay. honestly gonna love it. I feel like I'm writing that down. <laughs> saw the new Batman. I saw French Dispatch when it was new. I don't think I was even in theaters anymore. 
Ooh, I watched the Demolition Man for the first time last night. <laughs> yeah, that's a great thing to bring up. I I didn't know this was coming, but I'm always happy to talk about Demolition Man. That movie is so and amazing. I fast love it food so wars. much. I just the <laughs> Taco Bell is the only restaurant to survive the fast food wars. It's true though. That's that is what would happen. Uh, I I had no idea that that movie was that like quintessentially 80s action movie. But, like, you even get to see, like, Sylvester Stallone ball sack in that, and that just I, sold I, me. I don't remember that part, um, but next time I watch it, I'll, I'll go back and look. Watch, when he's getting frozen. Okay. Watch. Oh, you, did you know there's... Watch. <laughs> so at, at Planet Hollywood, uh, when that was big, like, in the 90s or whatever, that there was a bunch of... They just had a bunch of extra frozen Sylvester Stallones that they would hang from the ceiling of Planet Hollywood. <laughs> I believe it. I absolutely believe it. He gets frozen because he's known as the demolition man for reasons that are really like tenable. It's just like doesn't really have to do with the movie. That's what the movie's called. He gets frozen in time. Uh, I don't remember how or why they put him in crowd. Is it because he's going to die or something? No, it's because he's a a loose cannon and he blows (laughs) up a bunch of uh, a bunch of like he's trying to catch a criminal. And the criminal has uh, rigged like an entire building to blow, including hostages. Yeah. And it goes off and they blame him for it. Oh, and his his punishment is Cairo freeze. Yeah. So they cryo freeze both of them. And then uh, the criminal during a parole hearing escapes the cryo facility. And they're like, there's only one man who could possibly stop an old school (laughs) criminal, an old school cop. And so they unfreeze him. That's so stupid. Yeah, you it's think really the future stupid. cops would really have a handle on old school tech, old school things. Um, no, the future cops are like they're like TSA. Oh, yeah, like okay. they don't have guns anymore or anything. It's just like, oh, Sylvester Stallone's the like conservative cop we need. So like, it's, we have, like we need to unleash a murderer onto the world with like guns. We, we need stuff. to go back when police brutality was okay. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah that's pretty much the premise and wesley snipes is the uh, villain in it and yes. he is phenomenal and has blonde hair and uh has a good, bunch of good one-liners um i like he's phenomenal yeah. and then he has blonde hair is what follows it i think it's the I only mean, movie wesley, wesley snipes, snipes with blonde hair. hair is absolutely a selling point <laughs> does it help you if his name is uh simon phoenix connery <laughs> It definitely does. It enhances it even more to me. And yeah, it. for some reason, the entire movie, uh, Sylvester Stallone and and uh, Wesley Snipes, every character refers to them by their full name every yeah. time. John Spartan. <laughs> yeah. John, John like, Spartan. Where is, is John name? Spartan? Why did you let yeah. John Spartan do that? So he can catch Simon Phoenix. Is Rob but, Schneider in this movie or am I getting it mixed up with is. another? Okay. He's, he's the cop. one that. Yeah, you have to use the three sh- like the three shells to use the bathroom. People don't use yes. toilet paper anymore. Yes, exactly. He doesn't know God. how to use the three shells. <laughs> Connor, you need to see this movie. It's it's I, one I of my favorites, do. I think. Okay, Demolition Man. I'll I'll write that down. Top three, uh, right above Citizen Kane, <laughs> right below Paddington. That's where I rank it. Beautiful. It's very good. What better thing can you recommend to a person? Uh, Demolition Man, which I guess is available on Hulu right now. It is, yes. Nice. Besides that, um, I don't think there's been anything particularly notable. Uh, the, the new anime Spy X Family is hilarious, and I love it. But I also love the manga, so I'm really uh, biased in that regard. 
that's really all I've been watching as far as like TV and movies go. That's some good stuff right there, though. Tyler, do you have anything else to report to us? Or... Yeah. Uh, what's new with me? What have I been consuming? Uh, my own guilt by. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Alfonso's saying it's been a year, and. Uh... <laughs> I'll get the nerds rope. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Get the nerds rope out. <laughs> But then you must leave. Nobody must see or hear. Of course, it's a solitary experience. Um, besides that, uh, I watched Turning Red, which is on Disney Plus, the oh. newest Pixar movie. I think I feel like they've been putting out a lot of movies. Yeah, it's the newest one. Yeah, is it cute? Is it fun? Yeah, it's great. Uh, Turning Red. If you haven't seen it, it's about um, she's this girl uh, who just turned thirteen. She lives in Toronto, Canada. Uh, she's Chinese, Chinese family and everything. So it's like, and they, her family operates a, uh, a temple basically and does tours. Um, uh, and she wakes up one day when she just turned 13 and has turned into a giant red panda (laughs) and, uh, everything folds out from there. Everything ensues. So, you know, it's a metaphor for growing up and puberty and everything, um, Mm -hmm. And but it's it's not heavy handed. I mean, I guess if you just say giant red panda and like puberty Puberty. and stuff like that sounds heavy handed. But I don't know the way they do it. It's like it's really effective. And like all the actors are really great. It's very inspired by anime. So that ties into today's episode. Perfect. Um, Just the way it's animated and everything. uh, I just really like the style. It's very kind of like decontrasted. Like everything's very like light and not hard edges. And people almost look kind of stop motiony, hmm. uh, which I like a lot. And I, but it's all CG, and I don't want to reveal too much about the movie. But I personally like skipped a lot of the recent Pixar movies because the ones before that I didn't really like so much. Like I don't think I was really into Pixar stuff since I don't know late two thousand, like since Wall-E maybe. Mm-hmm. But now Buzz Lightyear is coming out, and you're pretty excited. Oh yeah, Thank- that's gonna <laughs> be the God. best movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Um, is the new is the new Mario Pixar? Because if so, that one too. Ooh, <laughs> oh yeah, one thing I can say is that this movie definitely should have been in theaters, but Disney keeps uh, shafting Pixar and not putting their movies in theaters. And they're like, yeah, let's do Encanto, but not the Pixar stuff. Uh, I didn't but, even see Encanto. I didn't see that yeah, either. It's okay. It either. Yeah, uh, I think <laughs> Turning Red is probably better than okay i'm not gonna say that because i haven't seen Encanto, but it probably um, is let me make an entirely unqualified statement real quick hey i do have a podcast (laughs) (laughs) as a white man here's my unsolicited opinion on my show what are my my qualifications nothing um literally you haven't seen the other thing you're comparing it to. yeah hey i think that one sucks Uh, Connor, I think it's right up your alley because it has to do with uh, monster kind of creatures, and okay. but they're cute at the same time. It's kind of like I love that werewolf transformation slash my neighbor Totoro slash I don't know. <laughs> These are all things I like, so I'll, I'll check it out now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Heavy Van Helsing vibes. Uh, no, not <laughs> <laughs> a little Hugh Jackie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jackie boy. But yeah, that's what's new with me: turning red and my own uh, personal guilt and trying to become a better person. Uh, let's talk about the movie. <laughs> Wowie. Well, speaking of trying to become a better person, I'm not sure if Amaro is trying to become a better person. It seems like he's gone full soldier boy. He is a kid. Yeah. He's a kid. You gotta remember that. In in the in the original 0079, Amaro is like 
15 at the beginning. And yeah, they're like, yeah, you're just going to become the hero of the war. Yeah, he says he's 16 in this. Yeah, yeah he's 16 he's... In, in the last movie. And yeah. he's counting his kills these days. Yeah, he uh, he kind of just goes off. Um, but, you know, he gets, he gets better. Amro is a recurring character throughout the rest of the franchise, all the way up to uh, 0093. Oh, Charles wow. Counterattack, which is my one of my favorite movies of all time, actually. Mm. Um, and by by the end of his character arc, he is a like noticeably better person, just because it's no longer a sixteen year old being told, "Yeah, you can just go kill like thirty people today." <laughs> yeah, uh, which is like the thing I've been uh, like trying to go through throughout the, the three movies. Basically, is like. I know Connery several times you've been like Amro is just like really annoying and like uh I mean not exactly you just say he's like really I don't know I say, I don't, he's, he, I yes. say he's intense and I yeah. like I'm worried for like the child soldier and the fact that they have little children aboard the ship and yeah, which yeah. Are all very valid complaint uh concerns and everything and I'm like I agree it's just like he just also like has an anime so what do you want yeah he has freak outs and he's like extremely emotional but he's also like a child soldier like literally and it's just like yeah it's it's rough yeah uh, not only is he a child soldier he's a child soldier who psychically links with everyone he kills and feels their pain <laughs> right so, you know that's, it's just a little bit worse just a little bit that's not really it's something not going to maim him or in any way shape or form psychologically no it'll be fine um so uh, an earlier episode i said like all of these are cut downs from like the, the original show um Correct. i guess per imdb at least uh the first movie was all just from existing footage ep- existing episodes uh gundam 2 soldiers of sorrow with they used 30 percent new animation and this third one has at least 70 percent new animation oh wow 70 percent um, yeah so i don't know where they're getting you know this fact but it's on imdb i don't know how accurate that percentage is but it is true that the later they went on the more they had to reanimate um there's also there's even a uh infamous uh entire episode that was cut from the uh anything other than the original japanese release because uh, yoshiyuki tomio the creator hated it that much Oh, and they're making a movie off of it that's releasing soonish. <laughs> wow. Do you know do you know what this hated episode was about in any way or no? Uh yeah, it's a single battle on an island. Um oh. it, it really doesn't have a larger effect on the sh- on the show, which is why it was kind of cut. Mm. It kind of just felt like it was there for no reason. Um, but it was also notoriously bad. It was uh, a enti- almost entirely farmed out animation, so it was like zero quality control. Oh, no. They uh, they they were just a mess. Let me see if I can find for you real quick. Uh, oh, that's cool. A a example of the animation in the movie remake versus the original. Oh please, yes. Because I I have one on tap. I was talking to another really big Gundam fan about it like two days ago. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, I did see that on uh, IMDb as well. It's like, oh, they cut out this whole episode, but I didn't know why. Yes, there was an entire episode that was cut out, and they're making a movie about it finally. Hmm. It's kind of cool because it's like, oh, let's go back to the, do this thing that like we didn't do well. It was like crappy animation and stuff. Let's like actually plus it up and make a new thing out of it. Like our weakest link, let's make something new and interesting about it if we go back to it. 
Yeah, that reminds me of this a sentiment I saw on Twitter. Somebody's like, make remake bad movies, make them then turn them good. Don't make yeah. remake existing movies that are already good. I, yeah. I feel that a lot of times, honestly. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I found it. Oh, um, chat. Let me open the chat. Can I attach this this file? This is really good for audio podcasts, I know. <laughs> oh, it's it's the best. It, don't worry, I never cut any of it out, so it's fine. Yeah. He's going to put it at 50% speed. No, no, keep doing your slow, your slow motion impression. That's really good. I'm sure they're really liking that. They love it. This is going to be our highest viewed episode yet. I know it. You know, on okay, the right side of the tower. Cool. Oh, good. Hit, hit it. Let's see. Oh. oh wow yes yeah very stark difference one looks like <laughs> one looks similar to something i might have worked really hard on in like high school to draw <laughs> or on and the, sonic the other episode. one is like yeah or on the sonic episode <laughs> and the other one looks genuinely like someone a professional worked on this yeah exactly that's the general uh vibe from anything that they've remade the mobile suit gundam the origin uh, ova series are also essentially just rehashes of the original series, but with some extra stuff added. A lot of really hardcore Gundam fans also don't consider them canon because they turn they flip up some event orders and stuff. Oh, I see. But but overall, it's a very like high quality uh, retelling of the original 0079 story. A bit more from Char's perspective, actually. Oh, cool. I always like when they do stuff from like the opposite team perspective. It really humanizes them for me. Yeah. Yeah. I uh yeah, I really like Char in this trilogy, especially in this movie. But uh I guess before we get fully into the movie, I just I forgot to ask Alfonso, like your personal history with Gundam. Uh because both me uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Connery, but both you and me like haven't really seen much Gundam stuff. I've seen like one I saw like the MS8 team miniseries thing from like the late nineties. That's about it. MS team is great, yeah. Yeah. I think I saw maybe something around that or adjacent to when I was very young, but my exposure to Gundam is mostly seeing the action figures or the, yeah. the model kits and being like, wow, that looks really, really cool. I don't have the patience to assemble those. Yeah, because that's something we really haven't like gone into about at all is like how big the model kits are and like Gunpla and all that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I... I'm not going to say lifelong because like when we when I was like really, really young, Gundam wasn't all that available. But um, I mean, you guys also grew up on like Toonami and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like that had Wing and uh, Mobile Suit uh, Gundam G, which is uh, like the like a martial arts tournament for Gundams and stuff. Oh, G is what I remember. Yes. Yeah, that's G what Gundam. everyone talks about because like they're all different countries, right? And uh Yeah, yeah. There's the Mexican one that has the sombrero, the sombrero and, yeah. and it's really poorly aged. Uh G Gundam, Wing Gundam, like those got me into it really early. Uh I really, really love Gundam to the point where I won't name the company. Uh, but at one point I literally got a job based off of how much I like Gundam uh, as like a quote unquote Gundam expert. And like, I was in charge of like uh, selling the model kits and stuff and like helping people build them. And I, uh, I was expected to like watch all the new Gundam stuff and like keep up to date on it. So I could like, know like what's the cool new mobile suit and stuff. That's so cool. That was your uh, brief stint as secretary of defense. 
Yeah, and that was the job I had uh, not immediately prior to working with you, Tyler, but um, like the job, the like real job I had before working in the same company as you was working at, at this job, like eat, sleep, and breathe Gundam. You were building little Gundams, much like uh, Amaro's father in this, and just being like, yeah, Gundam, yeah. and you're like, nobody I, talk to me. I actually nobody. worked at Side 7 for the, fi- for the, for the Federation R&D project. I just yeah. didn't want to say that. <laughs> I was going to say you work for the principality, but I'm glad you work for the Earth government instead. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, you say that now. Wait until you watch Zeta. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because like as far as like this whole thing sets up, it's like, okay, at least... Uh, oh, my God. I forgot his name. It starts with a G. Uh, Jiren, right? Jiris. G- is it Jiren or Giren? One of the sons of the main guy from the Federation? Oh, um... What what is, now now you're making me blank. This he gets uh, lasered in the head by his sister Cassilia. <laughs> the guy who's compared you're, to you're thinking by you're his not father. you're not thinking Federation. You're thinking Zeon. Um, yeah. yeah, he talks to his dad about being like, <laughs> yeah, being Giren, like I'm going to be yes. a fascist basically. And then it's his dad's Giren like, and Garma. I always I always struggle to remember both of them because yeah, there's I, a bunch I, of those siblings too. And like in the second movie, there aren't any of them i think there's just like a little bit uh yeah they're not there at all in the second movie i think yeah they're not they're they're kind of higher up and so when they're still working their way through uh they're not dealing with the actual zombies quite as much Mm -hmm. it's like the first the first movie we we know they exist the second movie we're building up to their power level and the third movie we're there yeah sort of (laughs) yeah Yeah, pretty much (laughs) Yeah, I almost forgot. Like, so like the second one is pretty like Soldiers of Sorrow is pretty much them just like trying to like uh, white base just trying to get through stuff and like escape and slowly and like barely survive throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I liked how like one path that was. And then this one, I almost forgot about all the uh, higher ups of Xeon and everything. I'm like, oh, no, it gets back to like the politics a little bit more. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like I was like, oh, this is going to be too dense for me um, because like, honestly, these Gundam episodes that we've done like i have probably written the most notes out of like anything we've covered <laughs> i think i have like three pages of notes on this which the irony is, is that but... like for the godzilla episode i had so many notes yeah. i was so organized <laughs> and then for this one i wrote nothing <laughs> that's because okay. well, you know it's, it's so well head. but uh just the, the all the politics of this stuff i'm like oh it's gonna be too complicated but then i ended up liking it a lot more and it's just like every time i uh, like it's like, like really easy to discount this series, especially since it's like pretty old at this point. Um, I don't know if you know any kind of like historical context of like Gundam to like the wider world of anime. I know that's probably too, too like broad, you know, but it's just, it was just kind of like a defining show in a lot of ways. When the show first came out, it kind of flopped. Um, oh. It, there, there's a pretty well-known story that uh, pretty much the only uh people who watched it was like teenage girls who were into like cute boys <laughs> and they kind of kept it alive and then <laughs> um, child soldiers teenage girls saved gundam there yeah you go, kids there there's a not so nice term for like a female otaku called fujoshi oh. uh it's not a very nice term i was just never calling someone that but okay, the, generally it, it it pretty literally translates to disgusting woman uh yeah not a very nice term no but there, it's pretty like uh, infamous that like Fujoshi saved Gundam, oh, uh, just because they were like super into the cute characters. Like Shuichi Keda as uh, as Char is absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, Char's a hunk. What are you gonna do? Yeah, 
Uh, by the way, if you guys like Shuichi Ikeda's voice and you want to get screwed with, uh, one of the primary antagonists of the, the original 14, like A Realm Reborn, okay. is voiced by Shuichi Ikeda. Oh. In the Japanese version. And it screws with me every time I hear his voice. I'm like, it's Char. It's Char. <laughs> Just like when I hear Kevin Spacey voicing uh, the bad guy in Ants. Wait, yeah. is that who he is? No, Bugs Life. Hopper. It's Hopper in Bugs Life. <laughs> I have Kevin yeah. Spacey too many times on this episode. Um, well, he's on your brain. <laughs> we we you haven't can't. mentioned him at all. It was all off recording. Yeah, all off mic. Off mic, folks. We <laughs> talked briefly about Call of Duty advanced warfare with kevin spacey and how being... tom hanks replaced him <laughs> yes Tyler shared a fake article with us like he didn't know it was fake that <laughs> tom hanks got patched into that but and he got sunk down a rabbit hole looking at kevin spacey's deformed uh, cgi body in that yeah yeah uh so like it didn't actually do that well um it barely got finished at all which is why episodes like the one i was talking about were as bad as they were is because they mm-hmm. We're just kind of pumping out as many episodes as possible. Uh, and then they kept it alive and it finally reached a fan base at one point and they started selling model kits and the model mm. kits have kind of been what, what's kept the franchise alive since then. The, the gunplay kits, what they're called, are mm. so incredibly important to like the well-being of Bandai and the Gundam franchise. All the designs in, in these movies slash the show are so cool. It's really easy to make crappy sci-fi designs, I think. Like, it just looks like there's a lot of thought put into into the the looks of everything. They have um, some yeah. very uh, famous, uh, or people who weren't particularly famous at the time, but are now very famous for, like, mechanical design and stuff who were working yeah. on it. Uh, mecha design for the original Mobile Suit Gundam was uh, Kunio. I-, I got this, I promise. Yeah, I'm sure. Kunio Okawara, he, oh. he did the design for that uh, and he got famous. Uh, Hajime Kotoki uh, does a lot of the uh, designs nowadays. And if you ever see on a gunpla kit, it'll say like Verka. That's because Hajime Kotoki did a redesign of it and that's his redesign. And those oh. are like the, the premium, like super nice kits. Are those the ones that are worth like $400? I see like comic conventions sometimes. <laughs> those are going to be the perfect grades. Uh, they're organized by grade, which is generally speaking uh, the scale. So perfect grades are 160th scale. Uh, mm-hmm. High grades are 1 144th. Uh, mess grades are 1 100th. And then there's real grades, which are also 1 144th, but are like higher quality than the high grades. Man. but that's wow. a little you, bit you know your shit bro <laughs> yes it gets a little bit confusing but it's like 160th scale to an actual gundam then yes to an actual <laughs> so it's like so it's still like eight feet tall like no that's like somewhere in the range of like usually about two feet yeah, yeah. that's so huge to work on isn't uh, there a gundam where like they're all like really tiny and they fight in an itty bitty ring uh yes gundam build fighters there are three series uh like seasons of uh, actually, I think there's four seasons technically, but three different series of it. Um, oh. And it, they're literally building gunpla and then like battling in like a Yu-Gi-Oh arena sort of thing. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, I had a distinct memory of that. I'm like, I think of Beyblades just like warping it to be Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're not. You're not crazy. That is a thing. Good. It was called Gundam Build Fighters. Uh, people generally like the first season and not the other ones. <laughs> gotcha. If I ever want to revisit it, I'll just do that. So I guess Kunio Okawara was like the first person in the anime industry to be like named, like credited mechanical designer. Um, yes. So it's like he was, he kind of like started that whole thing and like designing and everything. And I don't know, that's, I guess that's part of what is very fascinating to me 
in Gundam is all the designs, which is probably fascinating to everybody who's really into it. But uh, I just grew up more so with uh, not nearly as like any impact at all, but just like you, you mentioned Toonami. For some reason, I watched Zoids, but not Gundam. Like I just didn't know Gundam was on. Zoids was rad. Or... <laughs> There's nothing wrong with watching Zoids. I just remember watching the one where like the main character uh, had like a really strange like giant belly button. That's all I remember. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I may have been like a Gundam expert for my job, but like I, I love like all things mecha and yeah. like mech design and stuff. More to my point, I guess I really liked the like all those blueprint books of Star Wars ships and everything where they would like dissect yeah, everything. I had and, like, those, yeah. and all those, like especially the prequels because they have like the war machines and everything like that and all the different ships and everything like them like bisecting everything i'm like oh this is so cool. oh this is how the death star works this fake I, non-existent thing it's like <laughs> the amount of effort put into that so i'm learning that i'm much more biological and biologically inclined than you guys because like my equivalent to that was like the star wars like monster book that i got which had like all like the organs of like the monsters like how they were like how they worked like pretty much the yeah. same thing but just like monster anatomy here you go <laughs> Those were cool, but I was definitely always about like the starfighters and stuff. Yeah, because they show you all the cool bitty parts and stuff, and they're like, this is the laser cannon. It, it fluxes with this and matches with that. This is Gungan excrement. And Connery's like, oh, cool. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. This is what a Gungan brain looks like. The ears can flap out and they shoot poison out of their tongue. Why don't they ever do that in the movie? Do they shoot poison out of their tongue? No, I made that up. Oh, okay. Connery's like, hey, I don't know that. Time now. <laughs> Let's get on Wikipedia quick canon or legends um okay i guess like i guess we should just pick up with the plot yeah, at this is. point yeah there's the, it starts with the whole this is the, the the usual intro basically or it's just like talking about like that zeon rebelled but they don't really go into detail there's no direct detail in the beginning of this as far as i could understand but they slowly unravel it near the end of this episode and i was kind of surprised by how much info they get into near the end where they actually explain Quite a bit of it, but they still kind of just like, yeah, Zeon rebelled because, uh, I don't know, they wanted to, they were tired of all the bureaucracy, basically, right? Because it's yeah. like, oh, the total democracy of of, uh, of the Federation is corrupt in, in so many ways. Like, humans need to be controlled a little bit or whatever, up to the point where Giren, at the end, is just like, yeah, after we win this, we can, we can handle our overpopulation issue by... I guess killing everybody. Like, and his dad's like, "Have you heard of a guy named Hitler?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, it's not a mistake that uh, Zion is kind of styled after like Nazi Germany and stuff. Yeah. It, it's not on accident. And like, I just thought that part was so funny. Like when your own father equates you to Hitler, you're definitely yeah. doing some wrong stuff. There, yep. there's a lot of backstory to the. Uh, to how Zeon kind of comes under the uh, control of the zombies mm. instead of Zeon himself and like why their goals are the way they are. But you got it. You got it like mostly right. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, maybe you should guide us through it because I'm just yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm wrong on this and this. But I just like another thing I find fascinating is that the like the first movie of this came out in 81 i think the show yeah. was in the late 70s it was 1979 which is why it's 0079 uh gundam oh okay which yeah. also it's it takes place in the in the year uh universal century 0079 yeah and uh i don't counting what? I don't know uh, to what extent or if any at all, but it just really makes me think of like, okay, this came out right after Star Wars, so I can't not compare it to that. 
I don't know how much it was influenced by that, but like Battlestar Galactica came out right after Star Wars because like we gotta make a sci-fi thing. It's like <laughs> was this a do you know was this a manga beforehand or? Uh, no, it it was an original uh anime when it came out. Um, mm-hmm. the manga actually came out much much later. Oh wow, that's that's a first. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, because it's just like whether it was like influenced by Star Wars at all, it does a lot of things where it's just kind of like because my brain is just so like Star Wars oriented and just like trying to like, I just see that things. Uh, I just like see shows, especially sci-fi shows and movies like through that lens, which is like, okay, like Star Wars would condense a lot of this world building to an extent. Scroll. Yeah. But then you go to the prequels and that's all this world building stuff. And I'm just like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, I don't know, like this fits, this hits like a nice middle ground for me where it's just like, it's incredibly detailed but they're not at the same, like they spend a lot of scenes discussing a lot of things about the world and like mm-hmm. battle plans and everything without any real like concern for the audience getting bored or anything. It's like, yeah, let's just go into detail, detail about this. But it's really, it, it is really engrossing, like the deeper, deeper it goes. Like I really yeah. like the uh, the royal family basically of Xeon, uh, not as people, but just all their inner conflicts and everything. And then Char's doing his own thing. And the longer you get through his arc, basically you find out what he's actually up to. Mm-hmm. Um, he just char hates really... all the zombies with a yeah. passion because they killed his dad, basically, right? Yeah. So Char is Casval Rem Daikun, uh, the son of Zeon Zim Daikun, and so he starts the Principality of Zeon in order to gain like independence for the the col- the space colonies because they feel like why is Earth running the colonies? Yeah, like this is yeah. our it's you know it's like a America story, you know why is why is Britain running America? Mm-hmm. And so he starts it for that reason. And there's also the whole, like, we believe that people in space will uh, evolve into like an ascended human being, which is oddly true. Yeah, they will transcend. Uh, <laughs> is it because they're in space? Have anything yes. to do with that? It, okay. it, it has it's... to do with them being in space. Uh, there's the famous line, your soul is weighed down by gravity. Uh, they actually, it is unironically because you are in space that, you, uh, that your new type abilities awaken. Okay, that's pretty sweet. I liked um, all the new type stuff throughout this. Yeah, whole movie, it's really cool. Say. Char spends the rest of his life after that betrayal, uh, just really, really hating the hell out of the zombies, and <laughs> dedicates his entire life to rising in the ranks as a no. Uh, he he takes he kills Char Aznable and yeah. takes the name, and. Uh, rises through the ranks to be the most trusted person he's best friends with garma mm-hmm. and then kills him yeah he just like totally <laughs> yeah. betrays him i i will forever love the uh when when he's talking to uh, who is he talking to is it the lady Isn't yeah, it he's, talking to he's talking to yeah. kaecilia and uh, he goes i've never betrayed anyone in my entire life <laughs> and there's a cut of that where it cuts back to Garma literally saying word for word, Char, you have betrayed me. <laughs> He's like, did not listen to that part. <laughs> yeah, Char's whole look is just fun too. Cause it's like, you see more of his face in this too. Like, uh, I shouldn't compare too much stuff to uh, Star Wars in this. I need to get away from it a little bit, but uh, <laughs> it is very like Kylo Ren where it's like, yeah, he has the mask on when he wants to be like intimidating. I mean, it's not nearly as clear as that. It's more so, I mean, uh, Char is kind of just always kind of dashing and uh, yeah, I imagine more like much like he's more like tuxedo mask to me, like where he wears it to yeah. look cool. There you go. Yeah. Uh, the, the uh, persona of Char in the red comet is absolutely a performance that he puts right. on. And so when he takes off the mask, it's supposed to be more like genuinely him. 
yeah he's yeah, a lot like he's more vulnerable. like more relatable and everything up yeah. to the point where he's just like i don't wear like a flight suit or anything like that because i always expect to come back and like by the end he's just like so uh like Amaro is just getting more and more powerful. He's like, oh, I'm going to wear a flight suit this time yeah. in case yep, I yep. get uh, fenced in the forehead. I mean, <laughs> when you're going up against Amaro Ray, like even Char knows, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe I should wear a flight suit. He's like, I'm, I'm flying the best Gundam I, we possibly have. The Psy Gundam is what I kept calling. I'm sure it has a cooler name that I just forgot. What is it? Was it its name, Alfon- Alfonso? Uh, I'm trying to remember which one you're talking about. The one with uh, no legs. The Zeong. Oh, okay, Zeong. Yes. I thought that one was fun, but he's like in like the peak Gundam that amplifies psychic powers and he's still yeah. getting his ass handed to him. It's so yeah. upsetting. Yeah. Haha, ha, point my like push my glasses up. It's not a Gundam. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, the Zeong is supposed to be like the most advanced mobile suit that uh, the Zeon had ever come up with at that point. And mm. I, I love this scene where he's looking at it, he's like, where the hell are the legs? <laughs> and the mechanic goes, you're in space. You don't need legs. <laughs> We're going, we don't need legs. It's <laughs> true, though. I do like the words, like, legs. legs are just for show. Like, you literally don't need them. He's like, I guess that, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you got a point. <laughs> yeah. He's like, just, I don't know. I, I want to kick somebody sometimes. We'll yeah. rocket blaster them. I don't know. Which, which, to be clear, in the third movie, Char is also only, like, 20 years old. Really? Uh, yeah, he is not that old. It still gets to the point where it's, like, that's the most advanced uh, Xeon mobile suit where... But his suit still gets decimated, but it's the closest he ever gets to defeating uh, Amuro, where it's just like he's just a floating head, and then he blows up Amuro's Gundam's head, and Amuro's in the chest and everything. I was like, damn you, Char! He's like shooting at him, he's like buzzing around like a fly. Yeah, like he's just a floating head. I'm like watching what I say because I really want you guys at some point to be able to enjoy the rest of this franchise. Char's story also doesn't end. They, they, They grow as a pair yay that's cool because like yeah the way this movie ends is like a lot less concrete than i expected it's just kind of like uh after the battle there was an armistice yeah uh, everyone was that's it it's like okay cool yeah, uh, like Shuichi like Ikeda and Toru Furuya, uh char and amuro respectively um are such like a infamous voice acting pair that if they're ever in the same thing together there's almost always like a little in joke about how they're rivals or <laughs> one of them will wear a mask and the other one will go like that's stupid something <laughs> like that the that's like the, the pairing of, of char and amro is a, a a story that goes over a long period they're not done yeah <laughs> good what's that last i saw of char he was blasted with a rocket or he blasted himself to death with a rocket <laughs> I don't think he did though. He just he that was such a cool kill of like Cecilia at the end where he's just yeah. they're just gonna take off. And he's just like like nope. I love that in Sol- uh, Soldiers of Sorrow too when um the Zeon soldiers assault White Base like on foot basically just with jetpacks. Yeah, um, yeah. That's something that you I didn't really expect. I'm like, oh well, if you're in like a Gundam or like a mobile suit or whatever, like there's kind of no hope if you're a foot soldier. It's like, oh no, a foot soldier can still blow up an entire thing. You just gotta like attack the right spot or whatever so yeah absolutely he just uh blasts her through the glass and she just goes flying and then the whole ship explodes <laughs> like like, it like, so goes cool. through her face <laughs> <laughs> like her torso's ripped off yeah yeah it's not just like a sniper thing it's like a basically like a rocket beam thing yeah. it's so huge yeah, it, it's it's a like a beam rocket launcher essentially yeah, mm. yeah. it's sick and uh <laughs> I don't know. There's just a lot of cool kills in this. Like, I, I thought like it would be a little saggy because it's like the third 
movie, like the, the the conclusion to the whole thing. And I feel like third movies and franchises are and trilogies kind of can really like falter. But what are you saying about episode three? Uh, oh, what are you saying? What are you saying? What have I done? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> Look, we're not going to talk about the prequels right now, Connery. We'll, we'll okay. talk about that uh, next week, maybe. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, I think I think this is a third movie uh, benefits from the fact that it's not actually like a movie by concept. They're an adaptation of a 53 episode anime. Yeah. And so like you're 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 saying like you like how they take their time and explain things. Well, I mean, when you have 53 episodes, you got time. You can (laughs) stop and explain things. (laughs) Yes. On the inverse of that, uh, I had to rewind like so many times when I'm like writing a note because if there's just so much information happening all the time because it's condensed into a movie. I'm like, oh, crap. Like, wait, what is this? This is actually important. Like it's one of those shows that because of its uh, trappings, I think, as like, oh, there's big mech suits and they fight each other. Uh, it could like I have to keep retraining my brain to be like, yeah. Oh no, it's not just like like a kind of uh like Naruto type show or God. Like, uh, uh, Naruto is very complex. I know. Oh, I know you. someone's gonna be mad about that, <laughs> or Dragon Ball Z or whatever. I'm mad like, about that. Where it's like, oh, we're just fine. <laughs> Leave the podcast right and now. And Connery <laughs> took that personally. Yeah. <laughs> Also, correction, 43 episodes. I'm sorry. No worries. Yeah. I no, just got just... done with like a two-hour stream. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for being here. Yes. Um, the action is, uh, it's just like a, a lot of action going on, but there's also like, there's way more political intrigue than I like have to keep retraining my brain to be like, no, this show is really smart and goes it's into a lot of very serious issues, including child soldiers and like the, the uh, tragedy of war and what it does mm. to people. Uh, to children to families to like humanity and then there's like a bunch of other stuff that's coming in it's like oh let's talk about the new types more and they're basically uh evangelion they have uh <laughs> they have force powers basically i don't know that's that's uh, not incorrect <laughs> that's much. actually shockingly like you keep comparing it to star wars that's probably the strongest comparison you've made so far because like with the force you can like feel everything around you and stuff and it's the same way with new type powers where like they're they're like they're hyper empaths sort of yeah and to that point it's really impressive that char is able like at least fend off amuro when he's not an amuro's not not a new type right amuro is, is like the strongest new type ever to that point other oh, no, than sorry Lala. not amuro i meant char is not it char is also a new type but far less strong okay yeah. But he's then like, how but like what's the rules that determine how to be a stronger new type? Like he's just born that way or he's in outer space for Yeah, longer, you're kind of just born that way. Uh later in the franchise, they try to artificially create them. It's called cyber new types. Oh, that always and works. uh it goes about as well as you would expect it to go when you try to cybernetically make people into like magical empaths. <laughs> yeah. I'll Great. use the internet to be more empathetic. Yeah. <laughs> they, they put an AI on the internet and it became racist within a week. What did you expect to happen? <laughs> it's, all the, it's all the mobile chlorians and the new types. Mobile chlorians. <laughs> uh, they're called Minovsky particles in this one. Thank you. Oh, oh, yeah. They do bring that up. I forgot about that. Yeah, I wrote that down in the last one. Um, yeah. So it is similar. You know what? I keep comparing. Okay, I need. I keep comparing Star Wars. I won't say it again. But uh, <laughs> but uh, George Lucas stole that from this. I bet. Possibly. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's totally possible. You know what? Screw George Lucas. He stole this. Screw him. <laughs> I'm a real big Gundam fan. <laughs> you know, it's like poetry and rhymes. <laughs> Char? Uh, Char's Charwalker. Jafar? Uh, Jafar. <laughs> it's nothing to do with it. I'm sorry. Let's move on. There's uh, a lot of uh, intership uh, crew drama that I really enjoyed. I like yes. the whole, like, the the main uh the girl who mans the helm her her like yeah her whole fiance thing and then like she's tangled up with like a sergeant as well who slaps her across the face one minute and the next minute he's like right noah is the hero we all needed he slaps everyone who needs it (laughs) it's like what the fuck yeah, Bright, uh, because Bright's into her, but then yeah, she's arguing her. with Cameron, who's her fiance, who I feel like gets a bad rap because like he seems like he's means well, but he's just not a soldier guy. And he's like the only guy that has glasses in the, in the show. So therefore it's like, oh, he's like lame or something. Fucking At least that's nerd. Like, <laughs> yeah. But then uh Slegger or whatever just comes by and slaps her. I'm like, what the like, I don't know. Like, that's something that hasn't aged well. It's and like, he even goes, like, that's how you treat her. That's how you let talk her to stop talking to you. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's fine. Doesn't work out for Cameron or Slager. So, you know, no. whatever. Yeah. Does he? I did. I, I missed it. Does he die at the end? Uh, Slager dies during the one-year war. Yes. Okay. Right. Mm. I just got, I like it when he eats a burger, though. That is a good Yeah, part. that part's very funny. He's just having a mid-burger snack, mid-battle snack. I thought that was great. <laughs> it was like, what? I'm hungry. I'm eating a burger. <laughs> yeah. I, Cameron, like, just kind of leaves because he's a coward. Uh, mm. Slager dies. Slager dies. <laughs> Does Is he the guy who explodes, like, the jet into the really, like, invincible, like, Zion, Zion thing? Uh, the Big Zam? Yeah, the Big Zam. Yes. Gotcha, cool. That's what I thought it was. That's another good name, Big Zam. Yeah, yes. Big Zam. <laughs> There's a bunch of goofy names that I like a lot. So that's what me and my coworkers used to say when everyone, someone would say Big Zam. We just go, Zam! <laughs> um, the, uh, there's just a lot of really good ideas that maybe I just have too low of standards. I think I just definitely uh, undervalue like 70s sci-fi. <laughs> for its ideas because i really like texas colony and how there's a whole planet that they used to build uh, to raise up farm animals but now it's like uh the mirrors don't work which i guess is how they get sun to reflect Mm. right is that what the mirrors do um to grow things and now uh lala and char are just riding in a covered wagon because it's a texas colony it's just like (laughs) really funny and then yes uh, but also really cool like there's like a lot of really good mixture between sci-fi and other genre tropes i like the part where amuro and char fix the car together and yeah <laughs> i thought that was really good and i'm like how does our how does char not remember amuro because hasn't he they're, thought of they're literally times? new types they should be able to figure this yeah. out the psychically instantaneous connection with each other <laughs> they this... can be like miles apart in space and just feel like char's nearby is but char's fixing helmet... a car together because yeah. like lala is there neither of them care <laughs> like because she's like the the ultimate psychic babe yeah well like yeah like char loves her powers and not her and yeah. uh amaro's too young or whatever so she's like lala's like i met you too late and he's like i met you too early or whatever and yeah it's like oh but now now i have to accidentally murder you <laughs> but now we can be together in the stars all of benjamin button 
Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you like that, Alfonso. Face Benjamin Button. It took me a second. <laughs> well, he does become the star child, but first he's the star old man, and then he becomes the star child. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. When she dies, there is like a space odyssey kind of sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that is very nice when they're just fixing a car together because it's stuck <laughs> in the mud. I like that kind of thing. But uh, oh yeah, I was gonna say, do you think Char's helmet is like a magneto helmet where he can't uh, like be new type sensed? You know, I doubt it, but I just like that idea. That is that fun. would made make a lot of sense. Uh, they should they should uh, retroactively change that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get on the Gundam wiki. We'll, we'll yeah, I'm gonna I'm stuff. gonna call up Yoshiyuki Tomino myself. <laughs> And be like, hey, dude, I have this great idea. And he's going to be like, not understanding what I'm saying because I don't think he speaks English. <laughs> You're like, what? Magneto. Magneto. Let's go char. Magneto. I think, you get, I think you get the point across as much as you're yelling char and magneto. <laughs> <laughs> I like how in the uh, the uh, '90s X Men show, Magneto's like pretty buff, but like yeah. everything else, he's kind of just a normal guy. <laughs> I mean, realistically, why would he be buff? He just yeah. magnetizes everything. He doesn't yeah. do anything for himself. Well, it's to lift weights, dude. He just yeah, keeps stacking whole... on the weighties, and then he just keeps pushing them up. Magneto's just a big gym rat. That's he's his own he's... spotter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, does does uh, Amro's dad show up later in in later uh, series? Uh, Amro's dad. Uh, he's very aloof in this, and like seems to really not give a shit about his family. <laughs> yeah, he he doesn't really. He really just cares about his uh his job as a, like a Federation scientist. Um, he machines. does not really show up in anything else. He's Amro kind of just doesn't care about his family after after everything that happens in 0079. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's that moment where Layla, uh, Lala says to him, what do you fight for? And he's like, I don't know, nothing. And she- I got in the Gundam at some point, now I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> like there's no real turnaround for him to be like, oh no, I fight for like my friends on white base. He's just like, I don't know, I fight for nothing. I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Char does criticize him for that where yeah. Char is like, I'm fighting for like a reason. I want independence. I want like human evolution. Mm-hmm. What what in the heck are you doing here? And um, why are you just, not I helping just... me? You're literally a new type. You should be able to like empathetic empathetically figure out like you're not fighting for anything. Yeah. And he just says, No, I like murdering. <laughs> I like murder. I like murder. Amro's, yeah, he's a really fascinating uh protagonist but at the point by the end of the the, this uh movie i'm like is char been the protagonist this whole time and they just haven't you know taken it from that angle so i'm Mm. very interested that they did a whole series where it's from his perspective wouldn't that be an interesting interesting take on the movie like we're watching through the lens of a side character and the real protagonist is somebody on the complete other side of the spectrum Yeah. yeah, I mean, even Lala. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna tell you that she somehow survives. She doesn't. She's dead. Yeah. Uh, She's but in even space. she has a very lasting uh, effect on the series and mm. Char and Amaro. And uh, there's even other new types who end up like psychically linking linking with her energy years later. Wow. Just because well, she she's that time. powerful. Yeah, she can see time. Yeah, she like I was saying, like Amaro is the strongest new type. Other than Lala. Yeah. 
and then there are kind of people who are even stronger later (laughs) (laughs) oh wow stronger than her geez no uh stronger than amuro stronger than lalo could be contested Mm. um you know nerds and their power levels (laughs) we have to continuously up the difficulty the power creep Napa. But uh, Amuro ends up even looking like kind of a chump in front of some of the other new types. Mm. Wow. Um, yeah, it's like, I mean, Char is really fascinating in his own right, but uh, I guess it is really also very underrated how complex and compelling Amuro is as a, as a main character. Like, he's not an innocence. I mean, he is in the beginning, but he just, he's kind of like the most blood not even bloodthirsty maybe he kind of is bloodthirsty because he just murders a bunch he kills a bunch of people and then afterwards feels bad about it he he never wants to kill anyone but it's not like he's like shinji ikari where he's crying about it the entire time he's doing it like he does it and then cries about it after (laughs) it's also one of those things where it's just like oh i'm so good at this thing that i like kind of have to do this thing yeah. like whether it's that's like, his thought process or not that's what i take from it you know it's yeah. just like i mean it's kind of who else is gonna who's who else is gonna pilot the gundam yeah it's yeah. like when you're good at something terribly horrific and you're like well i guess this is what i do because it's not the only thing i'm good at which is yeah. like a terrible thing <laughs> i'm a really good assassin yeah i'm a really good assassin it kind of brings to mind um bill Hader's thing i remember like an interview he did i thought was just really interesting for like barry where he was like i was on snl but it was like killing me and like every day was like impossible i have like mini breakdowns and that's what barry is about to him being like really good at something that's killing you on the inside Mm -hmm. which i really really which by the way amazing show i love and i can't wait for the new season to come out it's like a few days from now yeah i really got excited for that because uh i liked noho hank in bill and ted face music (laughs) <laughs> yeah noho hank is one of the best characters in that show absolutely i forget what else he's gonna say about amaro but uh oh just uh not so much about him but just all the supporting characters too uh except for frabo who i think like does basically like one thing in this this whole movie yeah. uh she really <laughs> gets short shrift in this uh, yeah. movie in particular but uh everyone else there's like a lot more going on with everybody even though like i, I forget the guy's name with dark hair he's one of the uh he does one of the gun cannon uh mobile suits uh, gun cannon guy he's Gene. really snarky and like oh, kai? Guy, kai? it might be kai i don't yeah. i don't remember his name kai but, Shiden. he uh he wears like an orange normal suit normally does he have like purple hair he's uh, the one that, like grayish to purplish depending on the scene yeah <laughs> he's the one that goes off and soldiers of sorrow to it yeah it's kai he like yeah meets the the woman who's a spy for is he on it yeah mm-hmm. even yeah. him like i thought he was like kind of a crappy dude or whatever maybe in the in the second movie but like in this one it's just like oh no he's really good at what he does too he's just like he's <laughs> he's a really good gun cannon mm-hmm. uh soldier where he's just like oh these guys are trying to steal all the glory and like they go in with the gundams and they blow up he's just like yeah good thing i'm a natural coward i'm like yeah i mean that's a really that defines his character very well i was literally just i was about to quote that i'm like i love that line from like yeah that's him (laughs) (laughs) yep yep that makes sense yep and he just chucks a grenade and i was like that's so go he's like not afraid it like works well for his tactics that he's a natural coward you know he's he's still (laughs) fighting but it's like yeah that would be the support guy like like he's even in like a uh entirely inferior mobile suit the gun tank and gun cannons suck (laughs) and so like he uh him being a natural coward has been like i'm gonna live 
really works out for him. It, mm-hmm. it makes sense. And I like even when his, when his Gundam breaks down, he gets out and he's like, all right, I guess it's on foot from here. Like loads like a laser rifle and gets yeah. out. Like he's going to keep going. Look at him. He's going to live. Yeah, he's going to live. Live to fight another day. And, and which, this day too. Is a phrase that's hilarious to Gundam fans. What, live to fight another day? No, I'm going to live. There's a scene oh. in 8th MS team where a Gundam pilot rips off his own arm and starts beating another, like a, the, the mobile suit's arm, oh, not yeah. his own. <laughs> Uh, and starts beating another mobile suit with it while he's screaming like, I'm going to live! I'm going to live! <laughs> Jeez. Like one of the best Gundam fight scenes of all time. That sounds pretty tight. <laughs> he just totally breaks because he's just pushed to his edge and he's like, nope, screw it. I'm going to do whatever I can to get through this fight. Screw it. Mm-hmm. He fight emulates Kai. <laughs> <laughs> he emulates Kai. Hell yeah. There's just like so many scary uh, weapons of war in this too that really uh, look okay. Oh. Uh, the Death Star laser. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. It. Someone else said Death Star. <laughs> it's like a, oh, that's that's not even the one I was thinking of, but yeah, yeah, you're uh, right. The solar ray, and yep. I really like that they can only fire it once because like Zeon is really scrapping it together. I mean, they even say there's 150 million people that live in the Principality of Zeon. And I mean, I'm only assuming that most people on Earth are still around. Like, there's probably still billions of people, right? Yes. Yeah. There's generally a uh, there's a few different places on Earth that are totally inhospitable. Yeah. Um, namely due to colony drops by Xeon, uh, oh. which is what I was thinking of when you were going to talk about uh, like super weapons. Is they literally uh, just kill off like they've killed off colonies and then uh just dropped that colony onto the earth as like essentially wow. dropping an asteroid that is so brutal that's like uh age of ultron or starship troopers yeah <laughs> troopers Both which starship troopers actually was a uh inspiration for gundam hmm. oh like the book yeah the original novel yes. gotcha nice yeah, because as far as I understand, like that guy is uh, that author is pretty pretty right leaning. It was very like, yeah, war is great. I mean, I haven't read the book, but I just remember uh, the director of Starship Troopers talking about yeah. about that and how his whole movie is like a subversion of that. Yeah, the original novel is pretty unironic, and so the director for the movie was like, why don't we just make this like as much of a middle finger to that original idea as possible? So and it works. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's a conversation for another episode. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Solar Ray, they can only fire it once. So it's kind of like, like they make Xeon um, appealing in some ways, even though, because even like all the fascistic stuff, um, like even the the father figure or whatever, like Grand, what's his name? Grand, uh, there's just so many names. Um, The the, like old Xeon? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You're thinking of Dozozabi or Degwin? Yeah, the great Degwin or whatever. Yeah, Degwin. <laughs> He's the dad. And the one like... who looks kind of like a thumb, sort of. Yeah. Yes, who wears sunglasses. A thumb yeah. with sunglasses. That's like Degwin. Really old potato or something. Like, it's one of the sons that is, like, the most fascist. Like, yeah, he's the leader of it. Degwin is the leader still. But, like, but then his dad, he also, uh, Garen blows up his dad yeah. too, in the whole blast and everything. But Yeah, all the children of the zombies. Uh, Garma is, like okay but still believes in it um but all the zombies are just awful people and you should absolutely not feel bad sharing when char murders them 
<laughs> yeah, right. Who's the who's that one other sibling who's looks kind of Frankenstein-y and he's like not that smart, but he's just like uh, he Frankenstein-y and not so that's probably Dozel. Yeah, who I like the scar the scar on his chin. Yeah, a scar. Yeah, yeah, that's Dozel. He had a yeah. wife and a baby. Yeah, screw him. Because <laughs> <laughs> even then he's kind of just like uh not a lapdog per se, but he's just kind of like a follower. He's like a really well, good soldier. Although and... don't screw the daughter, remember the daughter. Remember the daughter, <laughs> oh. okay. Gotcha, that itty bitty baby's gonna grow up for vengeance. Yeah, there's a lot of really dramatic anime stuff, like with Artesia and Char and all their conversations. Mm-hmm. And Artesia mm-hmm. finally reveals herself to uh Bright, and then everybody knows it, but everyone's like kind of cool with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just a lot of good character work in this, like way more fascinating stuff than I would expect. And uh, I think part of it is because it's from a TV show, so they had more time, you know, with all the episodes to like figure all that character stuff out. And then they could, if for like the movie cut of it, it's like, oh yeah, we had all this like character work that we can keep in still. I agree. There's there's so many little moments sparse throughout the movies and the original show where like they just, they give a lot of time to people that in anything else, would get nothing like Kai would never get screen time other than just being a background character in most things nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I'm thinking of something like maybe because I just started watching it again recently, but something as big as like Avatar, like that big movie kind of thing, like big sci-fi movie. Yeah. Uh, It's just like, ah, there's really like two characters in it. And like Sigourney Weaver's kind of around. Maybe that has to do with like American blockbuster filmmaking as well. And there's just not nearly as many Japanese blockbusters of that caliber. Just having something like that big of a budget. uh, It just, I don't know. There's something about like a, like Western conventional, like storytelling where it's just like focus on the main character and like make them pretty likable and uh, just keep focusing on that character. It's like, all the supporting characters like you could have so much more depth and just so many movies just kind of like they're around like even something like i like a lot with like supporting characters like wonder woman i'm like i like her crew in that movie mm-hmm. but even then they kind of just like like there's like kind of one scene where they're interesting around the fire and like after that it's like yeah we're still around <laughs> like yeah there's the really drunk one there's the the native american one uh there's the uh, chris scottish Pine. Guy. Yeah. Oh, no the guy. scottish guy's the drunk one. Oh yeah yeah uh there's chris pine who who else was there oh the actor uh, the uh moroccan actor guy oh yeah 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 it's like yeah. oh this scene is great and then they kind of like don't ever really have more character work it's just like yeah we did the scene mm-hmm. this movie's about wonder woman it's like i get it because it's wonder woman like it's like this movie's not called like trunk scottish sniper guy you know like but still it's like i just really appreciate how much of the side characters get a uh, little little moments uh not even little moments it's like yeah they're already fleshed out by this third movie and they have a through line you know yeah they, they all have like clear plot lines and they they do actually like live them out and they get time to do it and it's really nice to see that even even anime i know you said like maybe it's just western stuff even like modern anime doesn't do that much that much anymore. It's yeah. it's so much more about like get to the action, show you what you want to see. Even That's modern true. Gundam isn't as much like this. It, it's still uh, good, but it's not. It doesn't take its time as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm just spitballing because if anything I've realized from doing this series is that I really don't know nearly very much about anime as I do like live action movie franchises and stuff and how, how vastly different animation is and like analyzing it. But there's just so many good visuals in these movies and fight scenes that 
I'm just like, how 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 is it possible they haven't made like a live action Gundam? Uh, Ooh, they are movie. Yeah, I mean, are, are there any are. Japanese live action ones? Like, uh, there was a live action 0079 Gundam movie. Oh. Uh, it was awful. Okay. <laughs> uh, and Legendary okay. Pictures is making a uh, new live action Gundam. Okay, yeah. tight. I think the director of uh, Kong Skull Island is doing it. Oh boy, that sounds right to me. Yeah. So, isn't he also doing Metal Gear Solid as well? Yeah. Whenever that might happen, yeah, I, I don't. When that happens, know. it's like he's been <laughs> talking about it for never. so long, and it's just I'm, like. I was gonna say. I mean, in all fairness, I was at the announcement of the live-action Gundam movie, and oh, wow. that was in like. 2017, I think. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was like 2017, 2018 was a live action Gundam movie announcement, and it's 2022 now, and it's still not here. So I won't give that much crap to the Miller Solid movie. <laughs> they're, just, they're just running a little bit behind. Yeah, especially just all the stuff with Miller Solid is like we, we talked about, just all the rights and everything. I did. Somebody did we t- has the final mastered version, and they're on the ladder right now. Yeah. And what a thrill is playing! <laughs> what a thrill! What a silence in the night. Dun, 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 <laughs> What else, guys? We'll see. Okay, sorry. Play this like a goddamn fiddle! I, I will talk about th- these movies and this franchise as long as you want, Connery. Okay. What, do you talk, what do you want to talk about, Alfonso? Because, like, I, I don't know. I feel like we kind of went through a lot of the plot without talking about the plot, which... Uh, mm-hmm. um, what are some I, highlights for you, then, Alfonso? Yeah. Highlights? Um... The scene where Lala dies in these movies will always be one of the most like most emotional moments in it for me because yeah. uh, like I said, her death has effects throughout the franchise, but uh, even just in the moment, you can tell like every single character is affected by it. Yeah. Uh, so that's absolutely one of them. Uh, the sword fight is uh, amazing. I actually um. It's in my backlog of kits to finish. I was working on a diorama uh, of the scene where uh, Amuro's Gundam is like badly damaged and he points upwards and shoots. I was working on a diorama of that and I never finished it because uh, I didn't have like a workspace at the time. And uh, (laughs) now it's just forever sitting in the the box waiting to be finished. (laughs) Oh man, he's calling to you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I literally, uh, I went to the place where I worked uh, like two months ago and there was a big new mobile kit from uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway's Flash that they were selling. And I, I really wanted it. And my friend who got me the job originally was still working there. And he, he was like, you want this, right? And I'm like, yeah, I really want it. He's like, how many things are in your backlog right now? And I didn't answer. <laughs> I just stared at him angrily. I still bought it, but he shook his head. <laughs> it's so funny. Finish this. Finish what you started. It's legit. <laughs> He's like, shouldn't you like do these before you buy new ones? I'm like, yes, I should. You have to but finish it to. for uh for Frabo's family that was annihilated. <laughs> oh, sad. <laughs> Frabo, I agree, is a uh, a she's supposed to be there to kind of ground Amro and remind him of like his or his normal person life. It's <laughs> that's totally gone at this point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's it's totally gone. Uh, Sela kind of just totally steals him away. Yeah. Uh, 
in the in the movies it, in the show it's kind of implied that they have a romantic relationship Amaro and Sela. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in the novels, it is far more explicit, and he oh. brags about it to Char. He's like, "Dude, I banged your sister." Oh my god! <laughs> he doesn't literally, but like, it's it, it's clear. Like, hey, I banged your sister, and Char does not like it. <laughs> it's very subtle in this movie to the point yeah. where, like, I finally realized, like, oh, they have a thing. Is when Char says, like, "Hey, Amaro's calling for you," and then like leaves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess they're a thing. All right, whatever. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, I appreciated some subtlety. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention Char's double-sided energy blade. That's oh, cool oh, yes, that's rad. Yes. yes, his Dark Souls twin blade is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's really cool. I don't know. I like all the Xeon uh, designs of things. Like They're generally really cool. Uh, Ramba mm-hmm. Rawl and the goof and even the scene where he goes like, it ain't his own, no Zaku boy, which I think is in the second one. But still, yeah. I love that scene. Yeah, the goof is my favorite. Like I really like, I, I like the cool. name a lot, and I just really like the design with the electric whip and thing, and the explodey electric whip. Uh, I have a uh, T-shirt with the uh, the act guy on it, which is one of those uh, amphibious mobile suits. Oh, yeah, I love those ones. Those, those ones are great yeah. too. Um, I'm trying to think of any other designs that are like new to this one, but um, new to I, this one. It's mostly the like really big notable ones like uh like the Xiong and stuff. Yeah, I will say like my least favorite designs are definitely Federation ones where uh like there's the gun tank, which is just like a big tank, and then uh if, right, and then the ship that just has a giant cannon on the end of it. Like <laughs> yeah, the like I mean, there's really ones. only three mobile suits. Or four mobile suits in for the Federation in all of the double seventy nine. It's the Gundam, the gun cannon, the gun tank, and the gym. Hmm. That's really it. Yeah, I mean, Connery, how did you feel about this one? Because I remember by the second one, you're like, I'm pretty disengaged, which was like totally reasonable. Um, just by because we didn't have any was, sort of guide, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you know, this one I really did enjoy a lot more than the other two. I feel like as soon as uh, Amaro was like saw like the colors of like space in that one moment where he just like looks up and saw like the big like blob forming around the stars i was like oh okay i'm a little bit more uh, into this now like we're getting the more like the weird psychic powers which i really enjoyed because i thought that was like weird and trippy and kind of what i needed to like be like oh there's some weird supernaturally stuff happening that i'm always a little bit more into and yeah. I thought the mech fights were really cool. The big space battles were really grand and fun. And yeah. I liked all like the crew drama as well. It was kind of like the culmination of everybody and just being like, yeah, this is actually much more engaging to me. And I had I had a lot more fun watching this one than the other two combined, I feel like. Yes. I think this was the most like enjoyable to watch, like the most entertaining. Um, I, I do really like Amaro's arc, I think, like the first like the very very beginning of the first movie mm-hmm. and just basically the entirety of the second movie where he's just like, I don't know, he's basically in trauma mode through a lot of things, but he's like growing and like, I don't know. He's yeah, just he's doing feelings. Making a lot of bad decisions. But uh, one thing I really like about the second movie is that uh, all the locations that they go through because they go through the desert and the forest and like that mm-hmm. ocean, like the port mm-hmm. area and everything. And I thought I would they like- Albo Cube for like the big final battle and everything, yeah. Yeah, and I thought I would like this scenario not as much in the third one because they're just in space. 
And I'm like, oh no, like, I don't know. Gundam fights are really cool in space, actually. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, they're, I mean, that's they're kind of obvious, but. They're, they're not as like limited to like a 2D plane. They get to fly around and zip and have the big ships firing in the background and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's super cool. It's like it's very like a just... space battleship Yamato, except with the addition of mech suits. Yeah. yeah. I like when they always like zoom out and you see just like laser fire, just like so much of it happening in the distance. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, that must be terrifying to look at. It was terrifying to look at for me because I was like, geez, that's horrifying to be in the thick of that. I could, like, God. Yeah. I mean, you want to keep comparing it to Star Wars, like Battle of Coruscant in episode three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super cool. There's like, there's capital ships everywhere. They're like yeah. zipping around and stuff. It's so cool. Ah, I love that movie. Yeah. Plus, like, I like <laughs> that there's the gravity is all messed up on the ships too. They're always yeah, constantly they have the, like, they have around. the uh, conveyor belt systems. Yeah. And uh, I guess Slugger just uh, floats around and eats burgers and slaps people. (laughs) (laughs) Eat burgers and slapping people. Just floating around, slapping people. You have my McRib. Here, take this ring. (laughs) I don't love you. Never did. Yeah, I guess. Should we just rank these? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Alfonso, do you remember? Like, have you seen the other two recently enough or? Uh, not recently, but I, I mean, I've always kind of enjoyed the escalation. So like yeah. on a, on a, like just instinct level, it'd be like three, two, one, but mm. I don't think if I rewatched it, that would be true. Mm-hmm. But just like on a base, like I, I always loved seeing like the, the progression of it and the, the characters are so much more like defined by the end. Whereas like, like, like we were saying, Amaro at the beginning, he doesn't have much of a drive at the end, but at least he has something. While at the beginning, he's just he literally just gets in the Gundam because he can. Yeah, <laughs> he's just yeah. there, which is a shockingly common thread in Gundam, where teenagers just see mobile suits and get in them. It's Grand Theft Gundam, <laughs> legitimately. <laughs> I mean, that's something I like a lot about this series too is that he's not like a chosen one or destined to do things but then he i mean he ends up being that way which is still like yeah but like does he do they know he has all these powers when he's a kid like does his dad know that no they don't realize it until like he's already piloting it and yeah so i like that reveal and like growth of him it's like oh you actually actually you end up being like the greatest soldier where other things it's like oh you were always destined for this it's like oh no actually nobody had any idea and he just ended up yeah really, really good at it he's legitimately just conveniently the son of the designer yeah yes. very conveniently <laughs> it always comes down to that though uh tyler what about you what's your rankings uh i think three oh no sorry two three one nice. um if i thought about it longer and it sat with me maybe this would be my favorite um but i just really liked like the the linear uh, plot of the second one where it's like we got to get from here to there to like refuel and everything we got to get away from all the Xeon people mm. um, and they just constantly attacked by like small it's like a lot more personal it's just white yeah. face and they're just like constantly attacked by different Xeon generals and stuff <laughs> like that and the, all the fight with uh, is it Romp- Samba Rall what's his Romba name? Rall. Romba Rall. Romba yeah, uh, I really like his character um, and I like his, his uh, mobile suit like 
that's my favorite mobile suit um and the uh the underwater the uh, amphibious ones are great too mm-hmm. and not to mention the whole scene where a bunch of like three children have to disarm a bunch of mines <laughs> oh, my God. oh yeah that's responsible you know <laughs> yeah child detective services says you can stay now <laughs> the thing about that is that they're so comically young that for a moment you forget that Amro is a kid and you're just yeah. like this is the bad thing <laughs> yeah this is really bad like it's like oh we got to get all the bombs I'm like oh my god please somebody else do this there's a lot of bad just wrapped up in that shit in the, in the what the trojan horse the white yeah. face um and the scene for me in this movie like that's similar to that it's just when amaro is finding char and he has to like protect lala and uh amaro just like backs into the nuclear minefield and oh just like oh my god like it doesn't have to do with like children disarming things but it's just like it's the fact that there's like nuclear mines is just like very troubling to me yeah <laughs> fall out in space yeah just uh, anything nuclear scares me a lot but yeah, yeah I, w- I would say two three one i i like all the, i like the desert village i like all the locations in the second yeah one. I yeah that's that i i would say that's totally fair connery it is your turn I am three, one, two. See, two to me was my epitome of I'm never going to like this series ever, I feel like. Like, I thought the designs of some of the guns are cool, but it just, I I thought two was a real slog, unfortunately. No! Like, of course, no offense. Like what you like, of course, but two just really wasn't for me. And then one was one was enjoyable where i was like it's just getting started and then i just it, it kind of all clicked with me with this one yeah i i get that uh for sure like based off both of our personalities because i like something that just like is like a slow like it's like a war <laughs> of attrition you know yeah just slowly like fending off things and like there's something i really like about that and that's yeah, exactly what that <laughs> yeah this is exactly what that movie is so uh <laughs> Right up my alley and not up yours. So yeah. I, oh, I would uh I would strongly recommend if you found two to be a slog, uh take care watching double Zeta and Victory if you ever do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Noted. I'll maybe take a happy pill or two. <laughs> uh yes, I love happy pills. They're great. <laughs> oh, I just there's just so much good world building that's like pretty direct in this too like i know we already ranked all the movies but just the, the whole explanation is like oh like everyone's weight is restored at the artificial core like the gravity well or whatever of all the colonies and then like humanity's constructed mountains and wildlife because of like nostalgia <laughs> for how they lived on earth and like all that's just like so interesting and it's like oh humanity really has like control like so much power if they can build mountains and everything, you know? Yeah. Like, we really have a little more artistic at that point. Yeah. But you uh, can create things like that. Like, why not just go wild with it? Well, because they're bu- busy building Gundams to murder each other. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the entirety of Australia is just gone. <laughs> in, Australia? In, uh, yeah. Why Australia? Uh, that's where the colony drop was. Oh. Uh, uh, they're trying to take out a base called Jaburo, and they're like, "Okay, we're just uh, we're gonna drop side two on it." That's so mean. Crocodile Dundee overkill. Crocodile Dundee couldn't cleave it in half with his knife. Uh, like, I believe they show it in the first movie. 
uh, okay. briefly. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah, there's a clip in the third one with like the big station being dropped, and I was like, oof. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's it. That's um that's, that's Australia. That's <laughs> Australia going bye-bye. <laughs> Goodbye, Keith Urban. Oh man. Outer space. I was gonna say goodbye, District Nine, but that takes place in South Africa, not Australia. <laughs> what does? District Nine. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, the musical Australia. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, far and away. No, is that Ireland? That's Ireland. Yeah, well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I need more. Aust- goodbye, Middle Earth. There you go. Good, goodbye, Kangaroo Jack. I assume it got sunk along with Australia. <laughs> It, it probably's gone. Goodbye, I'm going with Kangaroo Jack. Jack. I'm sticking with it. That's good. <laughs> Goodbye, Kangaroo Jack, and your misleading trailer that led me to make my for me to force my parents to go see the movie in theaters. I Did loved that movie when I was younger. Uh, yeah, I thought he talked the whole time and had the sweater the whole time. Yeah, it really is upsetting that he didn't. It was a very misleading trailer. You know, what? I gotta watch it again. I'll watch it again soon. Yeah. Um, well, that concludes our discussion on <laughs> Mobile Suit Gundam 3, Encounters in Space, and the Mobile Suit Gundam trilogy, uh, the very first ones. Uh, does anybody have any final thoughts besides what I had to say? I think I'm good. I, I think I'm good. Okay. I, uh, I, I really like- hope that you guys like liked this and keep going because honestly... Whenever anyone asks me like how to get into Gundam, it, it's a hard recommend because it, it even if you watch the three movies, that's a big time commitment and yeah. it it's slow at times. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the main thing. It's like it's very that's what I was trying to say earlier. It's like it's very dense and like story dense at points where I'm just like, oh my god, I gotta rewind this again to like remember what happened and stuff. Mm. Um, but I once you get through it, it's really like worth the investment. It's very enjoyable, and the more you know, if you're like like me or you just need, want to know about the world a lot <laughs> um but they also don't do it so much that you're uh like so inundated that you turn it off yeah, yeah. there there are a number of alternate universe timelines for gundam like wing does not take place in this universe uh or uh double o doesn't and c doesn't and iron-blooded orphans they're all in their own universes mm. Uh, and those are generally way more exciting modern shows where it's like, wow, look at the explosions, look at the things. And so people really love those. But at, le- at least to me, the Universal Century timeline, which is the main like main one that this is in, has always been the like the better story and the better series as a whole. Yeah. And okay. so like I-, I hope that you guys did enjoy this and you keep going because like like I was saying. The story of Amuro and Char is not done, and it gets better. Yeah, well, I, I'd come back to this world. I feel like I've, yeah. I've been. I it finally clicked with me with this one. I'm like, I'll, I'll come back to this. I feel like I wouldn't mind us diving back in at some point again. Yeah, Double yeah. Ninety Three Char's Counterattack is one of my favorite movies of all time. Ooh, gotta watch it. Yeah, I guess yeah. It so. sounds. It sounds like there's like a Gundam for every type of audience <laughs> there is there absolutely is there's the kids shows with like the build fighters and like there's iron blood orphans is like the new anime thing and like there's the original series for all the old people <laughs> like us apparently 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, we just. I'm, I'm sorry if you yeah. liked it. You liked it. <laughs> yeah. If you liked it, I don't it, make the rules. I, I don't make the rules. Uh, there's a witch from Mercury coming soon, which is in this timeline and is the first uh, Gundam to ever have a female main character. Oh, oh that took a long time. It took it took a long time. <laughs> But I mean, it's here, and I'm excited for it. Nice. Well, Alfonso Hall, it. thank you so much for joining us on the franchise. Yes, thank, thank you, you for having me. I I was really actually excited to do this. Yeah, you're the, you're the master of Gundam, and I'm very glad you were on because the second episode <laughs> we're like, uh, let me just go through all this and like see if any of this makes sense to you. And Connery's like, ah, what is this? And I was like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you ever need someone to talk about large robots, let me know. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. I mean, uh, or just you know, ch- pop in my my chat that I can't plug. <laughs> my, my real name. Are they that brutal to you? No, I just uh, I I enjoy having a certain layer of anonymity with streaming, where That's like wise. you know, I I I've never had anyone like message my real facebook account or anything it's because you're the riddler right <laughs> i am the Hi riddler w- complete with the stupid army cold weather mask <laughs> oh yeah i'm sure I'll, yeah yeah i'm sure i could uh, not your duct tape as a military nerd i could not unsee that the entire movie he was from cold. the first moment i was like that's just a cold weather mask yeah it's just a cold weather mask <laughs> Well, I think they say that at one point, like one of those like, Twitch do. chat. They're like, it's it's a, it's at the Army Surplus store. Like everything's yeah. here. That 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 actually redeemed it for me because they yeah. they established he's wearing it because it's super easy to get. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else you want to plug? Um, build Gundams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? Everyone should build a model kit. Take some time off of a computer and go build a model kit. I, I'm I, not sponsored by Bandai. <laughs> do I have to paint them or are they already pre You don't have to. Uh, they're already colored. Um, and uh, if you have like uh, some, uh, like, uh, the, the actual uh, part, like tool to do is called nippers, but um, I'm trying to remember. Like little, little like cutting. Pliers? Like, not pliers, are a little bit too, uh, like for cutting. Mm, okay. Anyways, like something to like cut the the struts like the plastic bars that connect all the pieces would like sewing scissors be good enough or yeah those would probably work like that's really all you need to build like a gunplay kit okay at least on a basic level obviously you can get into the crazy painting you can buy the 200 hundred dollar kits and everything but like Mm -hmm. if you go and buy a 20 twenty dollar high-grade kit all you really need is like something to get the pieces out of the struts and they all snap together oh wow that's slick oh you didn't have to glue them Nope, don't even have to glue them. Wow. That's, That's something really cool. that was really tedious with the Warhammer stuff. And yeah, also, I, I, was a, yeah. I was a horrible painter. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm talking like super basic. Obviously, there are people who paint them. There's people who glue them. There's people who like make custom parts from it. It's insane. Oh, wow. Like 3D uh, print and stuff? Yeah, they'll like 3D print and stuff. It's absolutely crazy. There's literally businesses that have been built off of just supplying custom parts for Gunpla. Wow. That's kind of like what our buddy uh, Joseph does with, uh, I think he has some Warhammer things, but he mostly like paints like Pathfinder and like D&D miniature mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And sometimes he just goes like completely custom and just like prints up a design. Is like, this is my custom mini right here. I'm like, holy shit, dude. And he's yeah, got it's like super ridiculously cool. Ridiculously good at painting too. And the point where like, 
he gave me like a painting like crash course the other day and i was like it they turned out really well thanks to like guiding me through it all but i was like oh my god this is a process yeah it's way more easy than uh you've probably gotten in your head just because it's all snap fit it's mm-hmm. really nice bandai has made it so accessible and it's a nice way to spend an evening honestly just like not not uh not worrying about the impending hell world coming let's <laughs> <laughs> just build a model for a little bit instead yeah maybe i'll do that i have i have room for one i have yeah, I do too. a small display wall uh i can move over my uh street shark collection and put a gundam <laughs> there instead hey, hey if you really like the goof i think the high grade Ooh. kit for the goof is literally like 20 bucks wow oh, okay yeah there you go i'll do That's it great. i'm doing it right now ah! <laughs> he's buying it ah! <laughs> I'm, in the grid. <laughs> I'm hacking the web <laughs> um connery what do you have to plug um, how about while you're building that Gundam, you can listen to Starship Impala, an actual play role-playing game podcast where me and four other friends play the Starfinder game. You can find us on SoundCloud or on the Apple Podcast app. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Tiny Vice for uh, any photo shoots I've been doing and, I don't know, random retweets. I retweeted the Lightyear trailer today and said WTF because uh, I feel like that has a more complicated timeline than anything in Gundam. But follow us at the Franchise Pod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, TikTok, everywhere. Email us the franchise podcast at gmail.com for any questions, comments, concerns, compliments. Please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It'll help us grow the show. Thank you to Grace and Hans for our artwork and Nick Baverka for our music. And until next time, I'll be right back. One sec. <laughs> Is he gonna if he comes back with a char mask, what are you gonna do? Uh I would actually kind of love that. That'd be impressive. Yeah, I'd be really impressed too. <laughs> okay, I need both of you just to look look forward. Okay. everything's fine um <laughs> you guys are both within six kilometers right you guys are pretty close yeah okay just uh just uh, look and smile at the camera and uh go and i just blew you guys up cool uh, i oh. i don't think you did it was a uh, cut out by your uh your green screen <laughs> background there bud <laughs> right, goodbye everybody <laughs> bye <laughs> bye <laughs>